that's my advice to any young female considering a career in the mining industry is go for it. In this episode of the Women of Impact podcast series, we chat to the woman behind Women in Mining South Africa, or WIMSA as it is known, the South African organization advocating for a more diverse future in the country's mining sector. This episode features insights and lessons learned from the women currently shaping the future for all women in South Africa's mining industry. In the podcast, we will hear from two of WIMSA's founding members and current patrons, Nolene Pauls and Claire McMaster, as well as WIMSA's current chairperson, Tabile Machala, and deputy chairperson, Petro Dupisani. Let's join the discussion with senior deputy editor, Chantal Kortza, who chats to these inspirational females about the, how they have laid the foundation for a more inclusive and diverse mining industry in South Africa. 2020 marks quite an important milestone in the history of women in mining South Africa as the organization's 10-year anniversary. So Nolene, can you start off by telling our listeners about how this all really started? Um, So WIMSA was started as a networking platform for professional women in the mining industry. Uh, We found that men seemed to inherently know how to leverage off their networks, uh, but women didn't have the same confidence. So um, we started it, as I said, as a networking platform. And during the early meetings, we were often asked about where to find role models. So we then introduced a mentorship program um, and invited women who were quite prominent in their field within the mining industry to become patrons. Uh, We also realized that it was quite important to attract young women to the industry. So we did a lot of work with the universities and the schools. Claire, over to you. Um, Would you like to add on to any of this by telling us more about the aim of the organization and really its importance for female empowerment in the South African mining sector? Thanks so much. Um, Yeah, WIMSA was established in a time when women made up about 7% of the um, mining, um, the employee population in the mining industry. And so there was obviously a clear need to help women take up leadership and professional roles in the um, in mining and we shared a belief that one of the development enablers was belonging to a network of like-minded individuals who were then able to share ideas and very importantly share opportunities through mentorship and support and as Nolene said you know this was something that that men had done naturally for for a very long time but women almost needed a a formal organization to help them establish those um relationships and and those uh, support networks so in the early years WIMSA focused on helping the the industry also understand that there were very real business benefits to having a gender diverse workforce and this created fertile ground for women to take up those opportunities. We also, we spent a lot of time um, outlining the challenges that women had experienced in our industry. That was you know, known to be traditionally male dominated. It was quite inflexible. It was fraught with second generational bias. And we needed to educate everybody um, in the industry that, that these were actual um, challenges that, that women were facing. And um, we also debated the role of legislation quite a lot as um, its role in driving change. So we used to talk about it being an, an enabler or, or a, um, a hazardous uh, um, structure in our industry and this was particularly important in South Africa because um, obviously we had employment equity legislation and uh, various different aspects of, of the mining charter that were driving change and driving transformation but 
it was also creating a little bit of, of a ceiling. So there was a lot of sharing um, of ideas around um, how to overcome that and how to, to have people understand that there was actually a business case for having um, better gender representation in our industry. So as Nolene said, lots, lots of networking. I think we started largely with events where women would come together and um, discuss these, these challenges. There was always a, a presenter or someone giving a talk on, on the, the challenges. Lots of guidance and a lot of that guidance came through quite informally and um, you know, with a glass of wine and, and a bit of a chat after those presentations, but helping people make appropriate um, career choices. There was a time when people thought that any job was a good job but actually understanding what um, the sort of suits um, each individual and their, what, what makes for good building blocks in terms of, of their career became quite important. You know, um, our, Nolene talks about our role models, but if you look at our role models and, and you track their, their history and their climbing of the, the corporate ladders, you know, it was very, very intentional the, the moves that they've made over time and it was important for a greater group of people to to understand that and um, obviously a lot of um, the presentations that that we gave and a lot of the the speakers that we asked to to come and um, enlighten us spoke about the difference that was made by the the skill set that were Women in our industry were able to gain, you know, did they have um, not only technical skills, but the appropriate financial skills, which then positioned them for leadership roles in, in the various different um, mining houses. And um, obviously, we also ran a very strong mentorship program. And then um, Nolene touched on our um, uh, youth program, which was very, very successful in, in the early years. And then just staying with you on that topic, um, as one of the founding members of WIMSA, what really sparked your passion to start the organization? So globally, there were a number of WIM um, organizations that drove various different agendas, depending on where they, they found themselves. So, you know, our South African environment is different to the Australian environment and the Canadian environment. And, um, you know, the in the UK, WIM UK obviously worked a lot in the financial sector, whereas um, our a membership base worked in online a lot more. So um, Pamela Naidu, who uh, worked for a company called Snowden at the time, which had an uh, Australian leg, she was very inspired by the work that was done by Wimwa, Women in Mining Western Australia. And she came back from a, a trip to Australia and organized an inaugural event of, of Wimsa. And um, we all went along quite excited. I think there were over 100 women who attended that, that event. And I'd spent the last 10 odd years of my career attending industry events where the crowd was largely made up by men. And it hadn't occurred to me that, that this was strange, to be honest, you know, it's just, this was the industry I worked in and I did a lot of networking in that environment. And then being at an event that was focused on women and their growth um, it was unique and it, it was quite energizing. So it, it had always been important to me that our industry transform, but largely um, I was concerned about it needing to transform along racial lines. But as I drove home that evening, I started to think um, about the challenges that were faced specifically by women in our industry and the work that it would take to, to close the, those gaps. So shortly after that event, at the um, JSC, the first WIMSA committee was formed and um, I signed up to join that committee and we set about driving transformation in, 
in mining. And I think we've, we've touched on, on how we did it, but we held a number of events. Um, the mentorship program it was quite formal and we scaled it down a bit after that. We delivered presentations, as I've said, developed a youth chapter. Um, you know, I, we had this database of, of members that, that grew exponentially over overnight. So it um, also we developed quite a strong social media presence. So it was a very exciting time um, to be involved in um, helping women sort of find their, their presence and, and, and find their ability to, to have an impact on, on our industry. And also, I think one of the key things that, that was um, energizing during that time was starting to have a very granular understanding of what those challenges are that, that were faced by our members, whether it was, you know, the, the need for uh, gender um, sort of friendly PPE or um, the more nuanced and um, subtle gender discrimination that people were facing and getting out that message of what second generational bias actually meant and, and how to counter it and the role of men in, in encountering that, that level of, of discrimination. So I always say we had a lot of fun, but, um, but we, we also, as a, a committee, we certainly developed a lot of support for each other too. And I think that there, there was a lot of learning that took place while we were helping close these gaps we certainly all grew as as individuals ourselves so um never look back after after that drive home after the first event Nolene, i'd like to ask you a similar question and find out why you as one of the early mentors within wimsa felt it important to be a part of a female support network in the mining industry thanks Chantel. um so having been the only female on most of my projects and you know working all over africa um, and in South America, uh, I did find the concept of Wimsa, where women came together, not as individuals, but as, but as a bigger group to drive change, really appealing. Um, and being part of Wimsa, and especially when I was chairperson, um, this gave me an opportunity to, to give back to the women in the industry, but also to help with the transformation of women in the mining industry. And as Claire has, has said, you know, it's, it's a really hard industry to be a woman in. And um, one of the things that we, we did do as, as Wimsa and continue to do are our surveys. And, and you know, the stories you hear from women in the, in the industry and, and really how hard it has been for, for some of them, um, this really gave me a platform to, to help. And um, I, I felt that I was supporting women's uh, growth, both personally and in, in their careers. And as you've pointed out, um, my passion ha has been and, and really is still very much in the mentoring sector. Um, and we, we did have a very strong mentoring uh, group and a very strong mentoring program that it, it just helped me grow so much. And, and while I was growing, I, I feel that I was also helping young women in the industry to grow. So for me, WIMSA has very much been about growth both for myself, for Wimsa, um, and as, as well as other younger women that I've, I feel that I've managed to help. And as I said, it really helped me grow. So, so Claire can back me up on this. My first August, which is Women's Month as chairperson, um, Claire went off, I think, skiing in France <laughs> and told me that, right, you're on your own, you know, you're chairperson now. And I spoke in front of 500 people at the Mining Lakhotla. 
And for somebody who is absolutely terrified of public speaking, this was really stretching myself. Nolene, thank you. Um, it's at this point that I want to bring Sabila into the discussion um, as the current WIMSA chairperson. So you're really the next wave of this whole female empowerment movement. So can you tell us more about how the organization has grown over the years to where it is now as an organization and really what the current focus is for the organization? So um, I first joined WIMSA as a committee member when Claire and Nolene were the chair, uh, chairwoman. I'm proud to say that WIMSA has grown in leaps and bounds. So we certainly have created a space for women's voices to be heard. Um, that an organization such as the Minerals Council or indeed the DMRE would include WIMSA in strategic discussions on the role and the future of women in mining is really a testament to the organization and the many women uh, such as Nolene and Claire who have dedicated so much time to its growth and development um, over the past decade. So some notable achievements um, at WIMSA, we continue to create the empowering network that Nolene and Claire have spoken about to inspire, support and develop the progression of women working in the South African mining industry. And we also believe that the partnerships are important with industry stakeholders and government because it's through these partnerships that we are able to uh, fast track the professional growth of women in the industry by facilitating all um, these mentorships. Nolene and Claire have also spoken about mentorship. So as WIMSA very aligned with you know, the strategic intent, we continue with the mentorship programs and contribute to the thought leadership and strategy development in the mining industry and gender equity space. So we also assist the industry by building a pipeline of women in the industry. We host an annual career day for school going learners and expose these young women to the opportunities in the industry as well as in STEM careers. And this career day is sponsored um, uh, by organization that Claire works for. So for me, I think those are just some of um, you know, the contributions that WIMSA has made. And in terms of the focus, so WIMSA has supported and guided women in the South African industry for 10 years. And you know, there is no doubt that the role will need to continue for the next decade. So our focus uh, within the organization is our theme for, for, for WIMSA for 2020 is future fit, with fit standing for focused, inspired, and transformed. So in terms of focus, what we are saying is that the future, we want to encompass personal development and the need um, of future-proofing WIMSA and its members, businesses, companies, and the sector as a whole as we enter into the new decade. So the focused, we're saying we want our members to be focused. We want our members to know their goals and then know their dreams and ambitions. And the WIMSA committee is focused on sector goals and ambitions. For example, we support uh, the strive for 35% women representation across all functions by 2030 as articulated in the Minerals Council white paper published in March um, of this year. On the inspired part, we're saying when our members engage with WIMSA and with each other, we want them to be inspired. 
Our WIMSA events and our tactics will drive to inspire all who work and network along the organization. And on the transform part, we are saying WIMSA members and the mining industry should be transformed through all the initiatives that we will undertake. So we're looking at transforming the current thinking, the current mindsets and the status quo. We hope you have enjoyed the discussion so far. We will continue our conversation with the ladies from WIMSA after this short message. It will never be the same. The new normal is business unusual. At Mining Review Africa, we want to partner with you to ensure that your brand is still visible in these unprecedented times. That's why we're offering you a bouquet of digital marketing choices to ensure that your company is still top of mind with your clients. This includes podcasts, partner profiles, videos, and webinars. Want to know more? Click on the Engage tab on miningreview.com today to find out how we can give you more bang for your digital buck. Welcome back to our exclusive Women of Impact podcast with four of WIMS's past and present committee members who are in conversation on the important role that women are playing in the South African mining sector. Let's rejoin the conversation. Moving on from our conversation about the organization, Pietro, I'd like to hear from you now and find out what's the one thing that gets you out of bed in the morning and continues to drive your passion for the mining industry. Thanks, Ansel. Uh, the one thing that gets me out of bed is being there for the people who I work with. Uh, I lead an amazing people, a team of people who make a real impact every day, and I love getting to interact with them, even though it's virtual at the moment. Um, I'm in the business of giving people their time back through optimizing processes and business improvement. So I like it when we can make the process more efficient so that people can work effectively at work and get to spend more time with their families. So, yeah, the mining industry has been really kind to me. I, I would never have known it was an option if it wasn't for a teacher who uh, told me about studying geology and geophysics. So I think the one thing that I'd like what that I'd like to tell people is that you know you need we need to create more awareness that mining as an industry is an option. It's something that people should be considering to be working should consider to be working in the mining industry. So if I could create awareness of that it's such a good industry and that I, it's been really kind to me that's, that's that's one thing that keeps me jumping out of bed in the morning. I'd now like to focus on yourselves and the organizations that you work for and hear from each of you about female empowerment initiatives that you or your company are involved in. Nolene, let's start with you. Uh, thanks, Chantal. So I work for an Australian company called MDEX Limited and for their subsidiary in, in South Africa. And we have a MDEX Women EQ with uh, branches worldwide to provide guidance, inspiration and support, again, for professional and personal development. So every country and every region heads up their own. So I head up the, the African and European uh, regions. And their, their ideas is very much aligned with the concept we had at Wimsa when it started. So we share our learnings and we set goals going forward. And um, as you can imagine, it's grown at different rates in different uh, countries. But it's gratifying to know that our company is so strongly um, aligned with diversity and inclusion. And of course, to get back to Wimsa, you know, the experience that I gained within Wimsa has given me the understanding 
to head up these really huge regions that I have. And then Claire, over to you. Um, are there any female-led organisations that you are involved in or that your company is involved in? Um, yes, thanks. Um, so absolutely, you know, at Fraser Alexander, we're very fortunate that our board is actually 60% black female-led, so which is excellent. As we all know, diversity um, needs to be driven from the top. And last year, we actually established our own internal women in, in mining group, which was um, new for Fraser Alexander, but we, we kicked it off with a, a Women's Day event. And we've begun various conversations around the challenges that the women in our organization face and what it is that we can do to, to close out those gaps so as to attract more women to our organization. Yes, we have um, strong representation at a, um, a senior level, but we would like to see that, that um, throughout the organization. Uh, we also make sure that our um, socioeconomic um, development projects, our enterprise development and our supply development projects, um, that largely black female-led business, um, are able to benefit from from those um, funds and um, obviously we believe strongly in the work that's been done by by Wimsa as a, a past Wimsa chair um, we continue to support um, Wimsa through the career day that Tabile mentioned uh, both I think um, all chairs of, of Wimsa are always very passionate about the the career day um, I think it, it just it fills you know, it, sometimes you're just reminded of, of, of why you do what you do when you stand at the end of that career day and there've been 200 young women in the audience who've just been absolute sponges for all the knowledge that's shared on, on that career day. And, and Nadine will tell you too that over the years, that career day has developed from a, a day of talking about how do I put my CV together to um, now the, the content is very much about what does the future of mining look like and how do we attract um, women into our industry. Um, we always talk about making mining more sexy to, um, to women. And um, I think we've actually been quite successful in that so the support of the career day is very important at Fraser Alexander and then we have a project with Matale High in um, the Rustenburg area where we um, apart from supplying them with Palesa pads um, to help them remain in, in school during you know certain times of, of the month we um, supply a um, iPads and um, a computer-based learning program to help um, the both women and, and men in the class learn um, science and, and maths. But the Palesapad um, initiative obviously supports um, the female learners. And um, we've taken quite a, a stand against gender-based violence and um, communicating how this is con absolutely contrary to our value base. And we will continue to do so. Thank you so much, Claire. And then, Tabile, on to you. Um, are there any female-led organizations or groups that yourself or your company are currently involved in that you'd like to tell us a bit more about? So the female-led organization is an organization that WIMSA is involved with. It's the Frida Hartley uh, Shelter for Destitute Women and Children in Yeovil. And it is led by Cheryl, um, who is a female. So WIMSA has been supporting the shelter for a couple of years now. So the shelter is a nonprofit organization and it aims to empower women through providing them with accommodation, psychosocial support, employment and training. So it takes in these homeless women and their children who have really endured neglect 
abuse, trauma, and, and homelessness. And, um, you know, while the mothers go out and seek work, the shelter does look after the, the kids. So this Mandela Day, for example, we sponsored 7,000 um, towards the shelter. And this money was our contribution towards food and nappies for the children. Pietro, have you been contributing to any female empowerment initiatives in the mining industry in your role at Anglo-American? So recently I've been contributing to a think tank focused on gender-based violence. And I've been absolutely blown away um, by the genuine heartfelt passion people in this company have to stand for gender-based violence. Um, this, the, it's actually been amazing. The, the group-wide commitment that I've seen to providing a safe place to work, um, educating both men and women on what is acceptable behavior, and some of the things that are happening in the community is absolutely amazing. Like just providing a safe place for females to walk, uh, creating safe change rooms, all of those sort of things. And it's been, it's just been great to be part of that think tank. And it links completely to the Minerals Council um, initiative that is all around stopping abuse in the mining industry. And if you had to go to the Minerals Council's webpage, you'd find all the information about their stop abuse campaign and its 10 steps that each mining company can follow to uh, create a safer place for their female employees to work. The think tank that I've been part of is part of Anglo-American Platinum's drive okay. to reduce gender-based violence. And they, the, the 10 times... 10-point plan is one of the things that they're looking at, but mm -hmm. there's, I mean, there's so many initiatives within the broader Anglo-Americans who stamp out gender-based violence. It's actually quite, when you speak to the ladies and the men who are driving this program, there's no doubt in my mind that they are very passionate about it and that they will do everything in their power to make sure that we can um, completely stamp this out. Pedro, can you share your insights with us on a lesson learned as a female in the mining sector or an obstacle you may have had to overcome that you've learned from? Well, the only way, in my opinion, that you can lead people is if you are truly authentically yourself. I've learned that it's impossible for me to get results by using methods that go against my own grain. I'm a highly collaborative and inclusive leader, and I've built relationships to get stuff done. So the mining industry is not as big as it looks. I mean, you, you always come across the same people over and over again. So it's definitely worth nurturing relationships because you'll, you'll very likely be working with the same people in the future. So that's one of the lessons that I've learned as a female is to not try and get stuff done as if you're a man, but to actually build on your own female qualities. So I can't, I can't go against anything that's not in my nature you know so the way in which i lead is, is quite different to some of my male colleagues that if i just stay true to what works for me then i can also get stuff done you know and i can also deliver it's when i when i try to it's when i try to you know do stuff the way a man would do it you know be by being very authoritarian or that sort of thing it just doesn't work for me and um, so i've learned that i have to stick to what works for me and just be myself. As we near the end of the podcast, let's take another quick break from the conversation with the ladies for a short message from Mining Review Africa Editor-in-Chief, Laura Cornish. Do you know of a company or individual who is making a real difference in African mining? Now is your chance to give them the credit they deserve. 
The Mining Elite in Africa 2021 Yearbook, published by Mining Review Africa, will focus on those companies and individuals who are making a tangible difference across the African mining sector, to their own businesses, the regions in which they operate, all stakeholders and the greater economies. So don't miss out on this opportunity to shine a light on those people and projects changing the face of mining as we know it. To nominate, please go to miningreview.com and search Elites. Nominations close on 30 September 2020. Mining Elites in Africa 2021, paying tribute to leaders who are making a difference in African mining. Welcome back to our exclusive Women of Impact podcast. Let's rejoin the conversation. Tabile, what role do you foresee women to play in the mining sector in future as the world moves toward a greater adoption of technology and innovative ways of resource extraction? I'm super excited about, you know, the direction that the mining industry is taking and especially, you know, with the adoption of technology and innovation. And as the mining industry progresses, mining operations do need to become more efficient. Operating machinery remotely away from working areas where employees are most at risk are definitely the developments that the mining industry is driving towards. And for me, these technological changes will definitely require a new skill set amongst the workforce. And women can be the providers of these skill sets. So for me, it is therefore very, very important that the next generation of women in the industry are not uh, bystanders. They must partake fully in all the technology and innovation um, developments that are gonna happen and assist the industry by becoming more innovative in, in its approach. Because going forward, we, um, you know, the disadvantage we had was the physical strength that was needed you know, if you had to succeed underground. Going forward, success is not simply about those physical abilities anymore. So definitely a place for women um, going forward. Nolene and Claire, over to you. Do you ladies have anything to add on the increasing adoption of technology within the specific sectors of the industry that you both work in? I totally agree with Tabile in that technology is definitely going to be driving the mining industry going forward. And, you know, the company I work for is, is very much a technology-based company. So um, I see this all the time, how the, the technology we're bringing out and um, the, the way that we're working and the way we're adapting to working um, very much favors women and it, it makes it maybe easier and, and more accessible for women in the mining industry. So I think technology is definitely something that will, um, will benefit women going forward. Claire? Yeah, I, I can um, concur and support both um, the sentiments expressed by Nodine and Tabile. At um, Fraser's, we have a, a special projects office and um, we are constantly looking at a number of innovations that will make it um, easier and um, certainly safer for uh, our employees to, to operate, whether it's a, a processing plant or a tailings dam, and um, or whether it's the use of drones and better security and safety features. So I think without a doubt, we are every day developing our mining industry as, as a more conducive 
working environment for for women and men because mm-hmm. i think some of the the challenges that that are, are being experienced at the moment in in our industry are creating challenges for for both genders but certainly um it will have a positive effect on the working environment for women absolutely thank you so much claire and then um Tabile, i just want to ask you one last question um do you feel that gender inclusivity remains a challenge in the mining industry or do you feel that significant or sufficient progress has been made? So it is definitely my view that uh, gender inclusivity still remains a challenge and more can be done to ensure the holistic inclusion of women in the mining industry. And I mean, South Africa is not unique. Um, other countries are dealing with similar challenges. But that that said, the South African mining sector has improved significantly, both in the representation of women um, and its efforts at holistic inclusion of women compared to where we were 10 years ago. So today we are seeing more women entering the industry at all levels and across all functions. And it's also encouraging to see uh, women in mining graduating classes. Mm. But the industry still needs to do more. Thanks. And then, um, Claire, is there anything you'd like to add to this? Do you feel the same? Absolutely. Um, you know, one of one of the learnings that I've, I've personally worked through in the in the time that I spent in Windsor was that a lot of companies will have one women in mining initiative and or they'll put a mentoring program in, in place and think that that's going to make the difference in terms of having more more women in their industry uh, or in their organization but initiatives need to be holistic and we need to make sure that i spoke about leadership buy-in so there's you know these initiatives need to be driven from the top our ceos male or female our boards they all need to to support the the business case for gender diversity we need to make sure that they're supporting policies procedures the right infrastructure needs to exist so if that's a, a crash or um a flexible working environment um it needs to be in place there needs to be strategic recruitment in other words we need to have the right women in in roles strong talent management. I spoke earlier about how um, career development doesn't just happen. We need to have actually plotted a very specific path for, for the women in our organizations to follow. We need to have that network support, ensuring that um, there are women and men in our industry who are able to help guide um, women who are making their way through the industry. Ongoing training, whether it's um, you know adding financial skills to your technical skills or soft skills, EQ, um, negotiation, all of those various different um, sort of parts of the package that become quite important. Sponsorship of um, women-led uh, initiatives and sponsorship of the people and con- continuously making the, those growth opportunities available. And if all of that comes together in a, in a package, then we certainly will be able to um, change the dynamic. And I think we, we're sitting on about um, 13, 14% women in, in mining at the moment. And, and we, we've still got a, a way to go to get to the, the 30% or in some, some companies even talk about 50%. So, um, you know, there, there's some big gaps, but if we take that holistic approach, we will certainly get there and our industry will be be stronger for it. You've seen a lot of um, reports about how if you have diverse boards, um, organizations tend to be better at managing um, 
there's the sustainable side of the the business making sure that the environmental impact that their um, social impact um, is is positive and that in turn leads to strong and, and sustainable organizations so you know it just continues to to pay dividends it's not just because it's the right thing to do it's that it's actually better for our industry in the long run perfect Nolene um, do you have any comments at this point you'd like to share um, in on that topic I'd just like to uh, continue with what Claire said. Um, so the package that Claire spoke about is, is vital for any company, but if it's not continuously driven by, by both your, your board and, and your management, um, as well as the people within the company, it's gonna fall by the wayside. So I, I find a lot of companies almost pay lip service. So they set all of, everything up and it all looks great but it isn't actually continuously driven. Um, and in that, in that case, then, you know, it's actually not worth anything. Um, and then what's also really important is, is continuous education, not just for the women within your industry, but also for the men um, that, um, and as Claire said, you know, that, that diversity and inclusion of women with, within your company actually makes financial sense. And it is the right thing to do. If there was one myth that you could bust about the mining industry or provide one piece of advice to a young female, possibly considering a career in the mining industry, what would that be? So even today, there's this myth that mining is evil, it's bad for the environment. Uh, and while this might have been true in the past, the mining industry is changing. So the mines of the future will look very, very different. Especially in this country, mines are taking on the role of uplifting the communities in which they operate. They build schools, roads, provide water and electricity, and they provide much-needed jobs so that people can provide for their families. So I've been really, really proud to work for a mining company, especially you know, in the American in this time of COVID pandemic, because they've really stepped up and provided healthcare services to the communities they work around. So there's this whole missing that mining is evil, but they do so much for the communities that they work in, especially the country that I work for. So if you think about it, um, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation if it weren't for mining. Uh, I served on my company's Elimination of Fatalities Task Force, and I got the opportunity to, speak to, to see women working in absolutely every part of the business. There isn't a single job that women can't do, and with uh, the improvement in technology, with improvements in technology, even more jobs are opening up for everyone. So, yeah, I guess my advice to any young female considering a career in the mining industry is go for it. Um, mining offers many opportunities for growth. You can be a geologist or an artisan or an engineer or an accountant or an IT professional or even an automation specialist or a drone operator. Uh, there are so many careers currently available and emerging in this industry. So there's so many opportunities. So I would encourage any young female who's good at uh, science and technology and engineering and math to pursue a uh, career in this industry. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to our weekly podcast, which is available on all popular podcast platforms. Give us a five-star rating and share deep insights with your social network. Also, Log on to miningreview.com to access our webinars, videos, industry insights, and the latest mining news. Until next week, goodbye and stay safe.